Well, this is Panama Today. This is your host, Pastor Bill Wilbur, here again. More music and inspiration to help you live for Jesus. Why don't you sing? Why don't you sing? Well, wait till my program's over. I'm focused on this one right now. But why don't you, when you read something in the Psalms and it says, I sing this and I sing that and I praise you, why don't you do that? Why don't you? You know, you might say, well, my neighbors are low. Well, go find some place so you can sing by yourself and do it. Okay. I want to talk about tracks again, just for a moment. The importance of tracks. And my wife is going to read a very amazing track in just a moment about a track and about a Muslim who comes to know the Lord. But I want to tell you about Kirk Wagner. You say, who's Kurt? Well, you didn't know. He almost died uh, under the time with Hitler. And um, he got saved came to know the Lord in the most amazing, amazing way. I've used that on this American Track Society thing periodically because I think it's such an amazing story that I want other people to hear it and uh, see what happens uh, about what happens with God's Word, this seed that's put in the heart of a person. Whether we know the results or not, God knows there's results. So here we go. In the spring of 1945, as the Allied forces approached Berlin, Adolf Hitler took refuge in his bunker and eventually committed suicide. One of his bodyguards was a man named Kurt Wagner. With Hitler now dead and the enemy on the doorstep, Kurt decided his only choice was to end his own life. Going for a last cup of coffee, Kurt noticed a piece of paper on the floor. It was a discarded gospel tract, and he read it several times. What he read gave him enough hope to keep him alive, and Kurt accepted Christ as Savior. A simple tract helped Kurt to live and introduced him to eternal life in Christ. I'm Dan Southern. The American Tract Society is committed to bringing the gospel to the world. To learn more about us, check out our web ministry. The address is www.gospelcom.net slash ATS. Well, when you get to heaven, you'll say, Hey, brother, <laughs> I heard about what you did with a, hearing a track. Isn't this amazing, amazing, amazing? And so even it was discarded, nobody wanted it. Who I, I always often ask myself, how did that track ever get there? You know, I mean, uh, there's World War II going on, and how did this German guy under the time of Hitler in that particular place at that particular time find that track? Who knows? Maybe, maybe it's been around for 20 years in somebody's house, and it ended up there. I have no idea. I have no idea, but God does. And so when you pray, and uh, we're going to, pray all the time. I'm going to pray just a moment. Now, I know a lady got hold of me and says, hey, could I get some tracks? I want to get some tracks. And uh, I don't have any. And so we were able to get some. And um, and she's out on a mission when she's out doing her walking, taking the tracks. So, um, Heavenly Father, we want to pray right now for these tracks, these papers, uh, these papers with power 
the words are. And we pray, Father, for living, living results for eternity right now. With all the craziness going on in the whole world right now, that your word will find out right where it's supposed to be at the right time. And in Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, I here is another illustration about on this one you were just talking about, uh, hearing about with Kirk Wagner. That was years ago. That was in 1945 when that was happening. And uh, this is much, 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 much more current. So my wife, Han's going to come and read this amazing story with you. Awood is a ministry worker and pastor on the front lines whose life was changed with the track. Here, Awood tells his story. I gave my heart to Jesus as a result of a tract I found in the mosque. As I was in the middle of my prayer in the mosque, I saw the tract on my prayer carpet. I was still reciting the words of Namaz in Arabic when I noticed I was reading the tract in front of me at the same time, which said, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. I will strengthen you and help you. Isaiah 41.10 Only a moment after reading that verse, I felt such a relief in my heart. My fear from Allah was replaced with real faith along with such amazing peace. I miraculously felt the presence of Jesus right beside me in that mosque. I was very sure that it was Jesus himself. I was clearly hearing the voice of God loudly repeating that verse from Isaiah. I looked at the people who were praying on either side of me. I thought the voice was so loud that everybody must have heard it, but all I saw was others saying the Arabic words to complete their namaz. Then I saw Jesus on the cross right in front of me saying, Awud, I died for you so that you can be forgiven and free. Right there I felt that a heavy weight was lifted from my shoulders. I said to God, I understand now. Help me, God, help me. I could hear my own voice while I cried. Then my Muslim friend on my right put his hand on my shoulder and said, Ahmed, are you all right? Shortly after my conversion that day, when I decided to serve Jesus full time, I knew that when I laid my head down at night, I wouldn't know whether I would wake up the next morning. I knew there were battles to fight, but Jesus made it clear that my battles were connected to the victories God had prepared for me to bring Muslims like myself to the house of God and win them for Jesus. Seeing every single Muslim kneel down and repent would be as great as the victory of one army in the war. I started to serve in one of the most dangerous areas of ministry. I have one of those Touch of Christ workers who point Bibles and tracts in the underground printing house and deliver the Word of God to places and people. If Islamic police discover me in that place where we have so many Christian materials, they would kill me right away. 
But every day I am bolder in Jesus and more determined to bring Muslims to his throne. During the last seven years, many have heard about Jesus. The number of those interested in learning more about him is countless. No matter how many are trained to serve, we always need more workers to take the name of Jesus to the streets of the Middle East. Isn't that an amazing testimony? Amazing testimony. I love getting these newsletters uh, that really give me a lot of faith. So what I want you to do today, go to our website, www.gamboyunion.com. That is so easy to remember. Gamboyunion.com. And there is a place when you look at the lovely picture of the church and all these wonderful looking people. There's a place also that you can click on to make a comment or uh, connect, okay? And so what I'd like you to do is I want you to write, um, you don't have to put your name. You don't have to put your name. You can just write a little bit about how a track uh, has meant to you, either personally how the Lord touched your life with that or how you gave a track and you saw the response from somebody. They called you the next day. Maybe it was the gate guard and you see the gate guard all the time, you know. I mean, we got lots of police around just stopping you as you come and go. I give tracks to just about all of them as I can and uh, I smile and give them a they can't tell that I've smiled with the mask on, but I can't tell the response either. So it's a lot of fun. But what I want you to do is give any kind of a feedback on something. Hey, you got another one of those tracks? There's a guy that works at Auto Mall in El Dorado. And whenever he sees me, you know, I don't have to wait in line. He said, hey, pastor over here. Of course, giving him a dollar or two after he fixes my tire or something always helps. But he always says, you got any of those little papers again? And uh, so I always do that. Now, the guy who actually works there or owns the place or the manager or whatever, he knows enough English that he watches or listens to my daily radio program. And he likes the music. And so when I go in there, the guy's always asking for tracks. And then he wants extra ones to give away to people. So if you start having these experiences, I want you to let us know. It'll encourage our other listeners as well. So this is the advantage of people on a rock and roll time living for Jesus. Well, Anne's got another testimony here of touch of Christ, of what God is doing among the Muslims in the Middle East. It was two weeks ago when 10 of us were out again in the street to tell Muslims about Jesus. Though we were in the street for only seven minutes, it felt like a lot longer. That was one of the most fruitful days I've had in the street evangelizing. Some of the Muslims who heard us were so touched by the word of God that they didn't want to let us leave. They asked how they could stay in contact with us. 
As they were talking to us, they kept looking around. They were afraid of the Islamic police. They told us how much they wanted to be connected to a Christian group. It is always such an amazing, joyful feeling to see thirsty Muslims learning about Jesus. At the last minute before I got into my car, a young man named Mosin came up to me and asked for prayer. There was no one around, so I thought it was safe to pray for him. The moment I finished the prayer, Mosin left, and as I turned to get into my car, suddenly an Islamic policeman ran toward me, shoved me to my car, and pushed a thumbtack into my forehead. Mosin was the only one around. He turned back and ran after the police, but I shouted at him to leave him alone. I didn't want the man I had just prayed for to get in trouble. I knew that even if Mosin only beat the Islamic police, he would be arrested for murder. My forehead burned badly and I sat on the ground. Mosin helped me into the car and he drove me because I was unable to. Even though it was the first time I'd met him, I trusted him and I asked him to take me to one of the Touch of Christ nurses. That day I had been attacked by the forces of the devil, but in the car, amid all the pain in my head, I declared the name of Jesus out loud. I said, Jesus has all the authority. I won't let Satan destroy my life. Through Jesus' name, I have authority over the works of the devil. It was amazing to hear Mosin repeating every word I said. After arriving at the nurse's place, she immediately helped me. She had seen a lot worse than my injury. She had helped many believers who were beaten, stabbed, and in all different conditions. After the nurse was done, Mosin knelt down and said he wanted to give his heart to Jesus. The three of us rejoiced in the Spirit of God, and we all knew that God had big plans for Mosin. It was all worth it for one Muslim to repent in the name of Jesus.